0: The Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek, the official, I don't know, ticket thing of the Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast. Get 10 bucks off your first order with promo code RTRS and Paul Green Rock Academy, the official music school of the process on today's show. Oh boy. Oh boy. We're going to spend a lot of time on that Greg Monroe missed layup at least 25 minutes, all the start. So get ready. Um, we were down to the last few lottery tickets, so I convinced uh, Xfinity Live to add 200 more. And that's all we'll have. And it is likely going to be the biggest um, Sixers pep rally in the history of Sixers pep rallies, all with us uh, leading it being total assholes the entire time. It's our final lottery party. Get your tickets now at com. All uh you can take your picture with a giant Bobon and my dog and the hinky banner and we're gonna raise a banner of another banner and Choo, Choo Madu Bomb is gonna be there and it's just gonna be as fucking weird as you could ever imagine. Seven bucks, all the proceeds go to the Province Animal Center encoded by kids who will both be there and you can give them extra money while you're there. Without any further ado, here is Run the Jewels. We are the murderous pair. That with the jail and we murdered the murderers there. Then with the hell and discovered the devil delivered some hurting despair. Used to have power to push. Now I smoke power to push. Holy, I'm burning the bush. Now I give a fuck about none of this yeah. shit. Two runner over and out of this bitch. Step into the
1: spotlight. Woo.
0: Welcome to the Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast I'm Spike Eskin along with a guy that knows that one day Kawhi Leonard could be the Robin to somebody else's Batman That is Michael Levin What is up my friend? Wow, Hmm. wow,
1: wow, Hmm. wow We've been on the, I mean, that honestly that was a Warriors-esque stampede in it the was, uh, fourth quarter,
0: yeah, it was pretty wild. It was, uh, I, I have people there to witness this. Mid first quarter, I walked up in the uh,
1: the box I was in, and I went to no oh, dropping uh, the box uh, that right now. Oh, interesting. N- n- what with the money? You mean I don't know, no, just no, sort I, of like I, casually leaving the fact that you were in a box, just sort of in the middle of the. It was, it was, with, it
0: was with work. It was oh, with and work. here's I was the box.
1: Oh. <laughs> and I walked
0: up, and t- uh, two gentlemen I work with. Dave and Mike, I li- I looked over at them and I'm like, guys, there's no way they're losing this game tonight. Like there was a um, a vibe I thought, and they, you know, the the fourth quarter stomp. You're right, but like that performance started from the the moment they got out there on both sides. It was um, it was a pretty impressive, uh, pretty impressive game. You know, yeah, I will, we'll go through all of it, but I I just think like the overarching thing was that. Um, that was just a fucking obliteration
1: in in every sense, I thought, in every yeah. sense. Yeah, it was really nice. I mean, it was, again, I don't know, this is just becoming my thing, but, like, they should have been up more early, and so... <laughs> I <laughs> agree, I agree. At one point, I was like, man, it
0: feels like it should be at least a nine-point game, and I right. think it was when it was one or three, yeah. Right,
1: but, I mean, just, we've been, you know, this team, they don't... They. They don't know each other very well and this was the first like just colossus quarter that they had where they just like over an eight minute stretch or whatever Kawhi missed the first three minutes and they just i mean this was just a it was a statement game it was a switch flipping whatever you want to call it like they just fucking took care of business and were the bigger stronger better team their their starting lineup looks better the bench looks better the crowd is better here. I mean, it's just they, they. Aside from Kawhi, who is the best basketball player I've ever seen, it, there. Toronto looks bad. Like Siakam, like occasionally hook crazy shots, and he's kind of like a weirdo. And the, and like the refs like bail him out on like, occasionally when he because he just jumps into people with a floater, and they'll just call whatever. Um, but Lowry looks terrible. Danny Green gets like rattled pretty quickly, at three threes early and then didn't hit another one the rest of the game. Gasol looks old and slow. Their bench, once again, pretty much non-existent. The The Sixers just look really good. They look really good. And not having having a, a nice eight-man rotation, Mike Scott being back there, not having to count on any Korkmaz minutes or even any like praying for a good Jonah Bolden. Like, it was just so nice to be like, these are the eight guys we're playing and they're better than yours. And they just like, it wasn't, it wasn't fluky. It wasn't like they were hitting so many tough shots. They were just like getting to their spots and Bede asserted his will in a way that he hadn't in games one or two and just, just one. This was, this was every single player of that, of the the eight players that played had like the game that they're supposed to have. Every single one, like they produced in a way that is exactly what you want to see including Greg Monroe's missed layup for comedic which, relief.
0: Which, the, the greatest uh, – f- the, the play of the season. The yeah. missed layup was the play of the season Easily. without question.
1: Because it was so wide open. I was like, oh, this is <laughs> – blowing." I mean, that was going to be the like the cherry on top. We eventually got another cherry with the Embiid windmill dunk. But, yep. man. Well, oh, so man. I, so I, I usually – when I go to the games, because I'm
0: not tweeting or anything, I will – when I tweet during games, it helps me like keep a mental inventory of things I want to talk about, but I don't want them there, and I usually write down notes, and I didn't write down any notes. And what, what kept going through my head as I was in the car on the way home is I kept saying to myself, I don't want to spend the entire pod talking about what, like why Toronto looked bad to me. But, like, that was – because it was such a great performance by the Sixers. But you mentioned a couple of things that definitely – I I don't know if it was – and you saw it on TV, so it wasn't an in-person thing. Um, It felt like in person, I was like, wow, Gasol looks, like, slow, you know? And, um, like, all of those things that you mentioned, even – and I noticed this prior, but, like, Siakam has a – like doesn't have much of a handle at all and uh i i actually it was it was interesting you mentioned danny green because earlier in the game he uh he dribbled in and missed a reverse layup but was like more dribbly than i remember ever remember Mm -hmm. danny green being like i remember that spurs heat finals and they that 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 series really turned around the one that the heat won was when they forced danny green to dribble you know and it looked like he had something but he he lost it like like i i the two things I think are are most, the three things that are most notable about that team is uh, Gasol looks cooked, um, Lowry looks cooked, and while Kawhi Leonard is a fucking machine, like, I'm not sure I've ever seen anyone as, like, surgical and robotic in a good way. Like, everything is done the exact, like, right way under like, I don't know, with perfect posture and form and all that stuff, but he does seem separate from the rest of the team in what he's doing. And when he's scoring like that, it doesn't seem like it is – not that he's not a creator, because he's not, but, like, it doesn't seem like it is creating anything else for anybody. And I think that's two things. One thing, I think it's a testament to the Sixers and everyone sort of staying um, – what's the word I'm looking for – uh, disciplined in in what they should be doing, um, and just sort of letting him do that and letting Ben do what he's doing, but but I also think there is something that isn't like something about what he does is not particularly conducive to everyone being great around him. It's yeah. almost like when he was Spurs Kawhi and he was fit in guy and he wasn't as good as he is now, um, at least offensively, like in ISOs and things like that. It may have like. That may have been a uh, a version of him that is more conducive to a winning team than than this is. Yeah, I know that I would, sounds crazy to say. They're they're obviously good, but but like there's just something about it that is very like
1: singular about what he's doing. Yeah, I think that we've talked about this before. Like, the Sixers want guys to go into isolation and beat them in isolation. They they want you to try because like Embiid is going to patrol the paint. And if you, if you drive, you're going to get blocked. So they want you to have to hit contested jumpers. And if they're contested long twos, even better. And so Kawhi is hitting them, and he's doing really good. He was 13 of 22 on almost entirely very tough shots. He had 33 points. He's an absolute monster. Uh, I've never seen anything like it. Um, ben did, I think, once again, a tremendous job on him. He turned the ball over five times. I think that's testament to the Sixers' like help defense and Brett throwing doubles at him. And I think that needs to continue and, and force other guys to beat him. But I agree in the sense that, like, I mean, we've talked about this before. I don't have to repeat myself, but like, you, when you're not, when you're playing in isolation and you're not involving the other team, the ball slows down. Everybody gets like. Standy. They don't want to play as much on defense. They're not active. They're not engaged in the game. The rap the Raptors had 15 assists tonight on 35 baskets. 15 assists on 35 baskets. The Sixers had 29 on 43. And it's because they're sharing the ball better. It's because that's that's part of the offense. And it's because they have better players. Like the Sixers have better players in Toronto, especially the top four. And uh all this talk about Marcus Ole being like the best passing big man, you know. Now they're saying about Jokic, but two assists. Two assists. Didn't really do anything. Was two of six from the field. Again. Last week last game he was one of six. He's been bad. I think he I think he's been obviously pretty good on a beat on defense. Not as much tonight. Um Embiid was very assertive, but just back to Kawhi, like I I've never seen him like it. I feel privileged to get to watch him be this good in a loss.
0: Yeah, he um I I there was there's when Kawhi had it going there was there's nothing anyone can do about anything no you just you have uh, to double him yeah that that's the only thing and i i but i th- i thought it was good that they you know they didn't really i mean i, I don't think certainly in the second half i don't remember them they started any... to. they started to for okay. sure it it just um i don't know man uh, he is he is wild he is very
1: very 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 good yeah um but, uh, but, what, but but here's the other thing. Sorry. Yeah. the He, you know, before he, he, he sat the last five minutes, like he just has to play every minute of this game if Toronto wants to have a chance. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he has to play every single minute. He sat a little bit at the beginning of the second quarter, I believe, and then sat a little at the either end of the third quarter or early fourth. And the Sixers just made a run. They made a they made a six zero run in the second quarter when he sat, and they made a ten zero run in the fourth quarter when he sat. Like they have to just keep doing that. They have to do that every single time because he's so good. And obviously, offensively, he's hitting all the shots. But defensively, he's just he gets his hands in there. He's he's such a great help defender. He's so long and he anticipates things so well. Uh, obviously, he's a great one on one defender. Ben, you know, rightfully has a tough time on him as pretty much anybody does. But I think the Sixers have done a good enough job of. Uh, playing it so, all right, Jimmy Butler's going to handle the offense and Kawhi can kind of stand over there and Ben's going to attack the offensive glass. He had three big rebounds today and a couple, like, slapbacks. Um, they both, you know, they they're, Brett is doing a good job of scheming around Kawhi being this good defensively, and, and Embiid finally uh, justified why he's this good by taking it to Marcus who just should not be able to handle him. And hitting threes, yeah, which was nice. Yeah, and
0: that was... That was one thing we uh, you know had said after the uh, the first game is like he can't as good as marcus all is defensively joel Embiid, if he's a top five six ten player in the nba he just he can't get owned by him you know he can't um, yeah. and it was a did you look vote. at the line so Embiid, i what i like 33 10 and or something yeah 33 it?
1: 10 yeah. 5 and 3 9 of 18 from the field 3 or 4 from deep 12 yeah. of 13 from the line
0: that was it was it was amazing too, pretty good w- when he got to 32 at, at, i think it was when he got to 32 that he had outscored Kawhi, which was really crazy to think about that he had outscored Kawhi yeah they had the same amount of points when you're yeah when you're watching that game um, and Embiid was great and made a mark for sure, but um, but you definitely didn't. I didn't notice Embiid scoring the same way that I noticed Kawhi's. And maybe it's because when Kawhi scores, it it feels like it's crushing me, uh, and when <laughs> Embiid scores, it's happy. But uh, that that was a uh, that was a
1: superstar type performance from from Joel tonight. Yeah, and I mean the blocks were I think even. The offense oh was obviously God. very helpful, and yep. I think he was. There were no times when you like when they went away from him for too long, which I think is good. Um, and I don't think he ever really, aside from a couple like long twos, I don't think he ever really held the ball for too long tonight. Um, got rid of the ball. They didn't. I, don't, I remember them throwing so many double teams at him, and it helps to have this many good players on the court with him. But I think he did a good job of of you know taking his time and getting to a spots where he needed to be, starting lower in the post uh, for sure it's uh but the blocks is what i was saying um just (laughs) (laughs) he's he's so good he's so good he blocked the shit out of uh, siakam a bunch of times that was obviously one led to the trip that uh that was clearly a flagrant foul and it just feels so good when they're so pissed off uh i just this is this is more of a you thing but i gotta do it sean hyken who is a guy on twitter that i like he writes for the athletic he tweeted after the Ben Simmons like lifting an elbow into uh, Kyle Lowry's nuts uh, that that was as dirty or whatever as anything that uh, Draymond has ever done, which is like fuck you. Like first of all, fuck you. Uh, Ky- Lowry's sitting on Ben's head and standing there and milking it, and Ben's just like clearing out. Did he probably elbow in the nuts? Sure. Who gives a shit? Like that happens. He's he's in your space. He's crowding him. He didn't like punch him in the nuts. And then Siakam. Clearly trips Embiid once he fouled him in a frustration way, lifts his leg, and no tweets for Mr. Hyken. So I, w- I wonder if those pearls are okay that he's been clutching for so long. He's probably picking them up one at a time. Wow.
0: I I never thought I'd see the day um, Mike
1: just ripping the Twitter basketball <laughs> guy. The people, I mean, as, look, I just as think as I anytime anybody does this, I, I've done it to a bunch of people, and for sure it's because I'm a Sixers fan, and I, uh, you know, Hey man, what is like I think of Manu, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> uh, and I did the same thing to some people did the same thing after the, the MB, Jared Allen Elbow and stuff. But like it's the playoffs, you guys. Like, there's gonna be physicality. Guys are gonna be frustrated. It's whatever. Like when reporters just go like, oh my god, that is the the league needs to clean this up. It's like it's a physical game. It's a physical game. There's fouls. They call fouls. The other team shoots foul shots when that happens. I don't think every single foul needs to be every hard foul doesn't need to be a flagrant foul every frustration foul doesn't need to be a flagrant foul siakam very clearly didn't make an attempt on the ball and just kicked in beat that's fine that's the end of the, he shouldn't be like suspended or kicked out of the game it's fine guys get frustrated it's playoff basketball all the pro clutching on twitter like i just can't do it i just can't deal with it so wow there you go
0: there you go just wow. play mike Wow, I love it! What a turn! So the Sixers go from the process to to winning, and Mike goes from just a, he, a heel turn. Never thought yeah. we would we would see the day. Here we are. Um, tell me now why Jimmy Butler is not worth the money, Mike. <laughs> All right, wait. So, tell, uh, you
1: tell me. You tell me. Give me some <laughs> Jimmy Butler thoughts right now.
0: We're going to talk about Jimmy Butler right after we talk about Seat Geek, Mike. We're going to talk about Seat Geek because the next. Sixers game is on Sunday against the Raptors, and you can get in now, let me see, on SeatGeek, $129, which is scored as a 9.7 out of 10, an amazing deal. That's what SeatGeek does. It gets all of the tickets from all of the different sites, so you don't have to go to one and then the other, then the other to check. It puts them all into one place and then tells you if it's a good deal or not. What the hell else? Could you need? You know, I don't. I don't know what a good price for these tickets are. And SeatGeek tells me if you use our code RTRS, you get ten dollars off your first order. So if you go, if you get tickets for that game or Sunday, or get concert tickets, it's not just you know basketball tickets, concert tickets, baseball tickets, um, basketball tickets, whatever you want. SeatGeek has every uh, event on there, and with our code RTRS, you get ten bucks off your first order. How about this, Mike? How many do you think a lot of five star reviews is in the App Store? Uh, For what? For an app? Yeah, for an
1: app. Not for a podcast?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, I mean, 10,000. I mean, they've got more than 50,000. It's a lot. Five star reviews. I know. And this is SeatGeek? It's It's SeatGeek. Yes, of course. Okay. Because I have them down as
1: Assholder Learning Fan.
0: Assholder Learning Fan. I like that one as well. Um, And every purchase is uh, fully guaranteed, so you get your tickets and you feel good about it, you feel confident. Finally, again, our listeners get $10 off their first (laughs) purchase. (laughs) <laughs> they support us. You should support them. Use our promo code RTRS for 10 bucks off your first purchase. Use it for anything. Concert tickets, sports, comedy, whatever you want. Promo code RTRS for $10 off your first purchase.
1: Jimmy Butler. G- Wait, Jimmy one second. I saw, I, saw, I saw a quote. Reporters approach Greg Monroe. This is from uh, Yaron Weitzman, uh, Bleacher Report, uh, and writing a process book. Uh, own Weitzman. Reporters approach Greg Monroe. Jimmy Butler shouts out in his fake reporter voice, Yo, Greg, what were you thinking when you smoked that layup? <laughs> 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 ah, really good.
0: What a moment that really was. Really good. Jimmy Butler. G- give it to him. Pam me. whatever, man. Pam whatever. There it is. If this is, if, if is going to be the Jimmy Butler, like, look, I, I will say I had every right to believe what I believe. Um... <laughs> Every right, every right and uh, and and I admire I admire the blind faith from you or whoever else that will say, "You know what, the Jimmy Butler that has been in every other place, he's not going to do that here, we're only going to get the good parts and i i I admire your faith, I did not have that faith, I do not feel bad about not having that faith, <laughs> um, and it took a while for us to get here. We certainly had some weird moments during the season um in the locker room on the court all of that i don't need the hedging give me the good stuff i'm not hedging i'm not hedging i'm this is not hedging i'm i look some twitter guy no um but if 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 jimmy butler is going to be the guy that he has been in the playoffs Mm -hmm. give him whatever he wants whatever Um, he wants how long whatever he wants
1: doesn't matter
0: does it, It's not my money, and I'm not even going to be alive in five years. Let's be honest. That's right. Um, I'm, what are the odds? I could get eaten by a shark. What are the odds?
1: I hope you do. Um, Jimmy Butler from I, Philadelphia
0: I, now. Jimmy Butler, Philadelphian. Um, uh, so if this is the guy mm-hmm. that is going to, um, you know— be the offensive guy when we need him, be the defensive guy when we need him, not be some dickhead demanding that the offense run through him if he wants to be here and win and be the that's third, all he wants best to do is is win. The team is if that's all he wants to do then he can be here and he can be part of our sixers and they can pay him whatever he wants um, but that owner of the Sixers, you know, I've been, I've been criticized a lot of times. People say, oh, you're a process fan. You're not a Sixers fan, blah, blah, blah. You care about the, the players and not the, the team, blah, blah, blah. Just remember that um, the players and the coaches and the, you know, the executives that we like are the guys in there trying to do the right thing. When you're cheering for the organization, you're cheering for the owners. And those owners who promised you that they would pay luxury taxes and uh and that they were in it to win it wow better not chicken out when it is time to pay so yes you pay jimmy butler whatever you want but josh harris david blitzer and your 17
1: minority owners you better pay for it separate your money from your wallet yeah and pay everybody just pay everybody everybody, pay I, everybody. Want you, I want I want a, a new contract for Amir Johnson. Mm-hmm. I want Greg Monroe on a, a four year, twenty thousand dollar deal. Uh, <laughs> I, lo- I you love. You got to pay man. TJ. You got to pay TJ. He's a good locker know. room guy. We'll guess that. We're, we're having, we're and having once fun. you're over
0: the cap, it's impossible to sign anybody else
1: anyway. That's so you might right. as well just sign your own fucking guy. Well, I need it. Uh, Jimmy Butler, nine of fifteen from the field, twenty two points, nine rebounds, nine assists, three steals, and a block. A plus twenty eight. He was really good, and I thought his defense on Kawhi was better when when that happened to switch over. Uh, he had he had one huge block. I forget who it was on, but it was awesome. Might have been might have been Lowry or Danny Green. Uh, he's just really good, and he gets to the basket whenever the fuck he wants. And he just uses his body, uses his frame, gets his shoulders around there, and is just too strong for them to stop him from doing anything. Uh, he took 10 threes last game which was crazy. He was 1 of 5 from 3 this game. I was fine with it. There was a couple threes that I was like, eh, we don't need that." But he's attack- he's attacking closeouts. He he rises up strong. I loved that turnover, that uh, that uh that steal and then outracing Marcus Ol on the break and, and dunking. You did not see the you were at the game so you did not uh see the broadcast, but they they were they they had Jimmy Butler mic'd up. Mm. And he kept telling uh there was a there was a feature they ran of just Jimmy telling Embiid to shoot. Threes and it was very, like, very endearing and likable uh, for me to watch that. And just him being like, That's why you shoot him. That's why you shoot him. Like, shoot it. Like, yelling at him every time. It was great. It was great. He's great and he's playing really, really well. He's just a bad, bad, bad motherfucking guy. I love him forever.
0: Uh, And to go back to Embiid, now that you brought that up, like, that's why you shoot them. Like, I I just think. I think this as well about the Embiid shooting threes. It only takes—he is a, a uh, theoretically a good enough shooter and looks like a good enough shooter that it only takes one game like this for, for there to be gravity to him around the three-point line and to make that, that pump fake effective. Like, it only takes—I don't think anyone looks at Embiid hitting three threes and thinks, fluke, he can't do that. You know, like he is a legit enough shooter to where that gets on tape and people see that. And I think it gives him a whole other month of um, of effectiveness of like being out there. So and, and defenders having to think about it. So I thought that was. Um, yeah, that was good. And, al- and
1: also about Embiid, we, we just were speaking in very excitable terms earlier. But uh, to get back to the math that this podcast is known for. Uh, yes. Rolling to the rim. He was yeah. doing it and he had not been doing it. And that's why Greg Monroe was like helpful in the, in the past, uh, in last game. And, uh, and Bede was like, I got to roll to the rim more and be there. He's not very good at it still. Like something he has trouble about gathering on the move and then like assessing the court in front of yeah. him. He's going to get better at it, obviously. But um, just him, just the threat of him doing that opened a lot of things up. Um, and I thought that was that was a good implementation by Brett, and obviously a good good work by MB doing something that he's at this point not very comfortable doing.
0: Yeah, I wonder what it is. I wonder if he's just never done it. Uh, be, but the his body and athleticism is such that he would be a pretty devastating role guy yeah. in general. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not a great lob catcher actually, um, but. I just think I don't even think you need to do it. I mean, he's so strong and so big. Him rolling into the lane, I think you also wear defense out in a different way. Um, it sort of reminds me of the difference between like run bo- run blocking and pass blocking. Like offensive linemen like run blocking because they're running into the other guy. Mm-hmm. And I think like the difference in physicality between Embiid trying to back somebody down uh, with that guy, you know, with his feet planted and trying to push back, and Embiid rolling right into him where there's really no way to defend him without fouling him.
1: Yeah. Except um, for guys just standing there and hoping to draw a charge and take an M B knee to their mouth. Right. Yeah. And I I don't think we're gonna get a ton of that. Yeah. So um That's great. I, he took uh, yeah. he hit a three off a jab step. That was pretty crazy. Uh I wasn't happy about it until it went in. But I mean I thought he played great defense on Gasol also. I think they Brett it was an interesting move to have Embiid on Gasol for the first half and then switch it to uh, and beat on in the second half I wonder if that was planned Or, or what um, I thought Tobias did a good job Defensively on, on both guys really um, So I thought whatever Brett implemented and, and why he decided to do it I thought throwing different looks at them I thought it worked
0: Hello, my name is Joe Valoon And I'm here to tell you about The newest sandwich that we have At Valoon's Deli It's pepperoni, balloony. Cheese and stromboli all in one sandwich. Come on by the Valloons Deli and have a sandwich called the Valloons Pepperoni Stromboli Sandwich. It's the best new thing that we got on the street. Siakam is, Siakam does seem like a guy who would be um, really, really dangerous if he had just a little bit less to do. Um, If he, like his, I, I how old is he? He's what 25, twenty-five, twenty-six years old at this point. Twenty four years old. Yeah, when he came into the league. I don't know how much better he'll get, but he'd be pretty devastating if he could dribble at all. Um he definitely doesn't look like a finished product and would be the kind of guy that would look great on a a really, really good team um if he didn't have to do quite as much.
1: I think he's gonna uh, I think he's gonna keep getting better. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be like a He's not going to be Kawhi probably, but I think it's going to you know, a poor man's Giannis type thing. He's really, really good. He is giannis He seems more giannis than Kawhi, at yeah. least in terms of his, yeah.
0: Uh, okay, who else? Uh, can we talk about uh, Brett Brown for a moment? Yeah. Um, like, I think, you know, I I don't want to over-credit him um, because, like, it's his job to uh, put them in good positions, and it's his like I, I don't like blaming him that much when they lose so i don't want to credit him too much when they win but uh, i i think sometimes people forget about like we look at the last 6 years at least i do and i think you do too as like different sections um, you know like the 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 first section the the losing all the time section and then the the next one the middle one and then there's this one and Brett Brown has been the coach throughout all of it. And I think sometimes people forget that, like, the guy who was coaching the team the first two years, um, that doesn't, like, always count in terms of he's had this many years to do it, you know? Like, he's only been in the playoffs two years. Um, and the first four years of this, they weren't even trying to make the playoffs. So I, I look at the last two years as different than the, the rest of it. And... Um, I don't think people always do, and I understand why they wouldn't. Like the natural inclination is just to know that the only familiar face that you've had through this entire thing is Brett Brown. But like, he deserves an opportunity given what he's been through and what he's led them through and the success that he's had with all of the craziness. Like all of that craziness that we've lived through as fans, every single thing from the Okafor speeding ticket and fight to Joel Embiid's broken feet, to Ben Simmons's broken feet, to changing the entire roster halfway through this year, he's had to persist through as well. And this that isn't to like make us, say, feel bad for him, but it is hard to have a team running at full steam um, really good, as good as they should be, um, through all of that. So I think the fact that he's lasted through it and has gotten to the point now where he is going up against a team that everyone was sure um, – was a, a true finals contender with a coach that no one ever questions, even though it's his first year anyway. Um, and he, he looks like he has, um, you know, made all of the right moves at this point. And I think it is no small feat to have um, this many guys who need the ball har- in, in some sort of harmony and not complaining about it. It is no small feat to have Jimmy Butler in the role that he is uh, without complaining about it, you know um, None of these are are easy and I think people They don't need to give him credit. You don't need to give him a gold medal But you, you should just get the fuck off his back a little bit.
1: Yeah, that's I, what I, hope I, I this think series. it's I think it's bullshit that There's this like narrative that everyone's like well, he's on the hot seat I'm Like well, maybe this will cool his hot seat a little bit. And it's like why why he has had four different teams this season It's crazy it's crazy to imagine how a guy has coped with as much turmoil and turnover as, a guy, as Brett has this season, starting off with Markel Fultz, dealing with all that, obviously all the organizational bullshit he's had to deal with in the last four or five whatever years. Like, that, there's, there's no reason, aside from people just yelling rotations into the wind, why Brett Brown, as keeping this group together and many other groups together, should not be given all the opportunities to figure it out if I, I just don't understand it like obviously they lost to the Celtics last year yeah that sucked but like they won 50 in back-to-back years that was he's he's learning he's getting better the team's getting better it's improving like you just want a coach who has some inkling of how to make adjustments in the playoffs and keep guys happy and there's a lot of coaches that don't do that And there doesn't seem to be a bunch of coaches out there that are not employed that are just good at it. And no one's hiring them. Like Brett's great. Brett's great. He is a fucking good coach. The guys like to play for him. He's made it through a lot of stuff. Like, I just don't understand. I I have to assume that a lot of the people that are anti Brett were not around for the process. I just have to assume that they're just like hanging out and be like, just new coach guys. And I think it's, I'm baffled by how it's sort of taken up like, gotten picked up nationally and everywhere. that It's just become assumed that Brett is on, is like on thin ice somehow. It's just like, yeah, they, the owners want us to do better than last year. I get it. This Raptors team is good. Um, and it, had we lost to this Raptors team in a hard-fought five games just like the Sixers lost to the Celtics last year, then I, I wouldn't have fired Brett then and certainly not now. So, you know, I think we're in this fucking series. I think Brett should be here for a long goddamn time
0: uh we will talk about uh our other sponsor now for this podcast that is the paul green rock academy mike the uh, paul green rock academy band is going to play on the uh, big stage outside of the lottery party right there in the front so just like a bunch of kids who are more talented than you and i uh more talented than their little pinky than you and i just playing rock and roll tunes right outside of the lottery party um Big news: Paul Green Rock Academy with a, another location now coming to South Jersey in September 2019 as we start the next Sixer season as defending champions. Um, Paul Green Rock Academy coming to South Jersey in Marlton, there will be a master's program, a prep program, which is for younger kids. There will be an adult band camp there. Um, and they're scheduling auditions right now for the master's program. So go to paulgreenrock.com. I've said, I take, uh, guitar lessons, but the, uh, the, my, my favorite time ever playing music is learning how to play in a band and the Paul Green Rock Academy. Um, and yeah, it's that Paul Green, the school of rock, Paul Green, uh, the Paul Green Rock Academy takes your kid or you, if you want to play in the adult program and takes their playing to another level in terms of performance, but also in terms of fun and um, really you know, learning what it means to play an instrument. Um, they have uh, programs for all different skill levels, really, really great, not as great, um, and know that you're, uh, you're dealing with a Philly guy who has a long history in teaching kids how to play music and play music uh, and enjoy it uh, while they're doing it. The Paul Rock Academy, if you want to join, if you want to book them, you can book them for parties and weddings and lottery parties and stuff like that. Uh, And find out more, paulgreenrock.com. Once again, Mike, that is paulgreenrock.com. Tobias Harris tonight was um, really just about what we needed from him. I bet his line, so I didn't look at box score, his line, what do you have, like 16 points? That would be my guess, something like that. 13. 13. Started off kind of hot, then went cold, mm-hmm. but then was hot. But like, if he can be effective without very much usage, you know, without uh, getting a lot of plays run for him, mm-hmm. hit some open threes, um, create at the end of a shot clock when he needs to, um, then then fine. It wasn't the, the greatest game, but he's not going to have the opportunity to have his greatest game a lot.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think um, I think he played well. Uh, it was nice to see him get a little warm. Five eleven from the field for thirteen points. Two of five from three. Uh, always a good defensive rebounder, passed the ball well, moved it solid, stepped into a couple threes. That was nice. Had a couple of big blocks, one on the first uh, defensive possession of the game, um, which was nice uh, on Kawhi, I think it was. Um, and yeah, I just, he's just, he's a luxury, I think like, you know, he's guys aren't going to leave him on the perimeter. So that creates space. Uh, he can occasionally dribble into his just foul line jumper that he's very comfortable taking. Um, Willing passer, just like a just a very, you know, if they're if on his own team, he's obviously like he could be the best player. He was the best player in the Clippers, and has been like the best player in a couple decent teams. But it's so nice to have him here, where it's just like, hey, Embiid's hot, so you just got to kind of stand there and you know get get yours when it comes. But it's just that this is the luxury of having these four stars that can do so much on the court. Um, I like him taking it to. Lowry in the post. I I know we talked about earlier in the series that like Lowry is just hard to move in the post, but Tobias is really strong and he's got like eight inches on him, so he can just shoot over him really easily. And and he's he's comfortable taking that shot with a guy on him, uh, in, in that little mid range, like 10 12 feet out, whatever. Um, he's got decent footwork where he can get to the rim a little bit. Uh. I just I I like him. I I it was a nice it wasn't a great Tobias game but it was a really nice one. I thought he played really nicely defensively. I would still probably have him on Gasol. Uh Siakam just looks so much more comfortable going to the basket and doing things with with uh with Tobias on him than with Embiid. But I also hear that because Gasol doesn't want to shoot that much, he's the Sixers have begged him to take shots and he's taken six shots in back-to-back games. Um and Bead can sort of drift off him and play a little, a little more like safety and just and just block shots at will and effect shots. Uh, but he can kind of do that with Siakam a little bit as well. Also, but I, I would probably I would probably just for the rest of the series keep keep Toby on on Gasol and dare him to you know back him down and and run the offense that way. I'm totally fine with it.
0: The one thing I wish he'd do when he had Lowry on him, you mentioned that he could just shoot over him, is instead of backing him down, I almost wish he was a little Duranny about it and just, like, yeah. stood up, raised his arms up, raised up, and just shot over him. I think
1: him. that's a great idea. I think you should do that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Tell him. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, well, I, I know you know what happens, you know, when... Okay, so here's what happens with the players at the end of the night. The locker room, celebrating, go out, get some dinner, maybe hang out a little bit, and then they all crowd around in one room um, quiet with, uh, room. Somebody's got with quiet room. Somebody's got it on like I don't know mini speaker, like some I smart home. speaker, mm-hmm. and uh, and they fucking listen to the Ricky. That's right. I mean, come on, you know. That's for right. Advice. Uh, Calangelo should have listened to the.
1: Ricky. Oh, I thought I saw Colangelo at the grocery store yesterday. I almost lost my mind. I thought in, within two seconds I thought I saw Tony Romo and Jerry Cal- and Brian Colangelo at the same time. Uh, it was a very disorienting thing. It was neither of them, but I was very close. It was, the collar was was a. Uh, was pretty serious
0: can I ask you something
1: um, what would you do if, if it was him if it was Romo would or you Colangelo say something I don't care if it was <laughs> Romo <laughs> uh, I would have the guy the guy who looked like Romo was way too attractive to be Romo that was, it was, I was pretty blown away by just a, a nice man's looks um, but the Colangelo guy looked ugly it was a it was a, it was a, it was a compliment to Romo and a, and a very uh, tough tough beat for Colangelo for me to think they looked like each other um would I go? Would I have gone up to Brian Colangelo? Probably. Probably. Why not? Would you say? Can we role play that a little bit? Well, like, I don't think you... he knows me by face. He no, no probably no, no. doesn't. No, he. No, no, no. Um, think. So, he probably thinks you
0: look like Hollis Thompson. He's like, yeah. if, you went, if you went up to Brian Colangelo and you're like, hey, um, I'm Mike Levin from the Rice Ricky Sanchez podcast, he'd be like, wait a minute. I thought you were black.
1: I thought you were Hollis. Like, I thought yeah. I, was, I was paying you the veterans minimum in, in a couple of years. Uh, I'd probably just be like, hey, big fan. How's it going? What's next for your career? I would say that. I would say, thanks for the. I, I too thought Luau was going to get better. Like that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. I would yeah. said that stuff.
0: Remember that draft night when he took Luau and I think if, I don't know how many... over Siakam, by the you, way. Yeah, I don't know how many, like, you know, podcasts like ours there are. But I don't know, in, in the world, in the United States of basketball podcasts, as everyone's giving their top 10 big boards, there's no possible way that anybody else had two guys who both had TLC and Furkan Korkmaz <laughs> in their top ten. We were celebrating like we had won the
1: fucking championship That's right, baby. that night. Hey, <laughs> it all worked out. <laughs> <laughs> They're up 2-1. Everything that happened wouldn't have happened had that not happened. All of it. It's all good. I, all of it's good. Let's move on to uh, let's move on to Ben. We haven't talked about Ben. Yeah. Weird another uh, like he was aggressive
0: on the offense. I think of those three offensive boards, I think two of them happened in the first uh like 7 minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. Um they were both good. His defense was good. He is uh active without having much of the offense go through him. Uh but it does seem like it'll be an interesting I'm not jumping to this already, but it'll be an interesting be an interesting off season for Ben. Um, in figuring out if this ends up being the team moving forward, then his role as off ball is going to happen more, you know, that they have guys Mm -hmm. that are, um, who can score and who can create. And I, I think it'll be interesting to see what his next act is. He's doing what is asked of him here, um, so I and he's doing a really good job on defense, and he's working hard at it. Um, I think that that shows a lot. You know, he could be pouty that he's doing this, um, but it is a little like weird sometimes to see him so um, like uninvolved offensively. I guess I would say in terms of like the creation of offense. Yeah,
1: sometimes um, I thought he passed really well tonight. I thought he moved the ball. He he hit JJ for a couple like nice JJ looks. Um, there was one time when he took it to Kawhi and looked like he was gonna go turn into his little like right-handed baby hook and just sort of found James Ennis standing right under the basket. It was right at the end of the shot clock. That was a really nice play. Um, I think he's been playing really just composed basketball and taking the shots that he should take. I think he's getting hit a couple times on 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 takes to the rim, but because he. Looks unconventional when he's doing it. They're not really calling it. He should have got to the line tonight. He didn't get to the line at all. Um, but and how many? I, what's he sh- he's probably shot two free throws the entire series, right? Uh, something guess. like that. He, he I think yeah. he was one of two last game. I think he had maybe more game one. Um, I totally forgot about game one. I don't remember anything that happened in it. Um, but he's been, he's been setting picks and rolling more, uh, rolling the offensive glass, couple tip ins, tip outs. Um, But I I think the, the the deal is basically hey, you're gonna cover the current best player in the league and He's been doing a good job on him man like Kawhi's really good, and he's gonna hit those shots But like Ben's matching him strength for strength and forcing him to take like tough Leaners he it's not like Kawhi got to the rim a ton tonight There were two times that I can remember him doing it one was that ridiculous lefty dunk And I don't I don't remember if that was on Ben um, no, it wasn't. So the
0: the lefty dunk was on. He had a mismatch on that. Was um, that Greg I, Monroe?
1: He, I think it was Greg. Yeah,
0: it was on Monroe. And I looked at it, and there's so many times where I see a mismatch with a big, and they end up settling for a three mm-hmm. or a, and and I was like, holy
1: shit, that is how you attack yeah. a mismatch. It was very that. impressive. It was the he jumped yeah. off the wrong foot and dunked with his left. I mean, the guy's unbelievable. Um, yeah. And then, uh, and the other one was he, when Kawhi drove one time and Embiid blocked him. So it's not like Ben's just giving him the lane. And that's what happened in Game One was just like they were getting to the rim, um, and it didn't happen. I, he, he's going to hit tough shots. He's going to step into threes. They're running Ben through a lot of screens. So as he's fighting through those, um, but I thought the Sixers and and led by Ben did a really good job of getting out in transition more this game. Remember last time, last podcast I said, hey, the Sixers have not had a dunk this game and maybe this series at all and tonight there were a ton of dunks they dunked the ball a lot they got a lot of easy looks at the rim and uh, I think that's because they're they're running off misses and and Ben's making a point to do that kind of stuff so I I still think I still think he's involved I think he's orchestrating a lot of stuff Um, but absolutely his focus this series is covering Kawhi I'll be interested to see depending if I don't want to look ahead either but depending on (laughs) you looked ahead of the offseason I'm looking ahead to the next round but depending on who who, if they come out of it and who comes out um, It'd be interesting to see who Ben covers if it's if it's Kyrie or if it's like Bledsoe or if it's Giannis or if it's Tatum. I mean, it'll be a, it'll be cool matchups either way, but hopefully we get there.
0: Who do you think is going to win uh that series? Um, I don't know. The Brogdon thing really fucks them up. It does. Um it it's like one of those things where it like it's sort of a chain reaction in, in like in fuck up almost, you know, like we notice it when we lose, um, literally anybody, um, even Mike Scatter James Ennis, but it does seem to fuck things up. And, uh, um, do you have, you, I don't
1: even know when he's coming back. If he's coming back. There, there's talk about him being close. But... I think speaking okay. of people being injured, I think the, the Raptors, their bench is really bad. Um, they, they How did that happen? Another I, was no-show. Van Vliet, Van Vliet was, was pretty bad tonight. Just missed a ton of looks. Some were really open. Um, Ibaka is pretty hopeless at this point. Um, it, I think they also rotate them in. If you want to talk about rotations, like it seems like the Raptors, Nick Nurse like, takes guys out together. And so it, it suddenly seems like, oh, Ibaka, Van Vliet, and Powell are all in at the same time. And that doesn't seem like a good idea at all. Uh, but I appreciate it. And the Sixers, like I said before, just like attack and push the ball and penetrate uh, when Kawhi's not out there. So that's a real gift for us. Um, but they miss OG Ananobi a lot, um, just as a guy that can come in off the bench and sort of be versatile and hit a corner three um, and attack the offensive glass and hang athletically. The Sixers right now are just, the aside from Kawhi, are just the bigger, stronger, more athletic team. Um, it, Lowry's trying to get rebounds with Tobias Harris. Uh, Gasol's trying to hang with Embiid. These guys are just not—they're just not as, as big, um, and it helps. It helps to have all these big bodies in there just being bigger and stronger, especially when the shots are going in too. Um.
0: What else? Uh, um, JJ, go ahead. Uh, I—I yeah, I cannot even tell you whether I think he had a good game or not. He hit shots. Mm-hmm. I. Yeah, he did a good I d- game. it was good. Yeah, was I, d- good I don't, don't really remember. Well, he got hit in the him, face. Yep, yeah, and he, then he also got hit in the ankle and walked all, immediately. Went to the locker room and then somehow was back in the game. Yeah, in, in two and a half minutes. He shook
1: his head <laughs> yeah. no, as if like no, it's bad. I saw him like look talking to. I think it was Ennis. He was like no, it's bad. Like he was like a look. He was looking down. JJ in the past has made fun of Embiid for being for like milking injuries and stuff, but JJ does it all the time. Anytime he gets touched, he is like whipping to the ground, like he just got stabbed with a bayonet. Um, but it was a good game. I'm glad he I'm glad he's healthy. I, I that this team would struggle if JJ was out for a long period of time. So I'm glad that he that he that wasn't like a any sort of Mike Scott injury where he could sit for a couple of games. Um, I he just in games when he does what he's good at. He's really good. The things that he's good at, he's so good at. The things that he's not, trash. But it, the the benefit of having all like four versatile, switchable, rebounding, like t- just other guys in the starting lineup that can do so much more allows JJ to just like do the things he's good at, which is run through screens, catch catch passes, and and pump fake, let the guy blow by, and he's right there. Like it's just, it's when he's and he's on right now, not on fire, but just like. On good, JJ is good. Um, he's really, really helpful to this team. He's really, really helpful. It's, it's, it's. Things just open up so much. He had, uh, he pump faked and got somebody to blow by, and then another guy had to contest for it on a three. And that's two guys just taken out of the play right there because JJ, they're so terrified of JJ taking a three. And then I think Simmons or somebody got the rebound off of it because there's nobody back to uh, clean up the glass and. His, his his gravity is just so really good i think he did uh not as good of a job on on Danny green early on um he sort of drifted off him a little bit maybe was maybe the plan was to help on Kawhi where he can but JJ can't help on anybody jJ should just stick with Danny green like he's not gonna help if if're if we're, if we're talking a double jJ's not going to help on a double he's, he can't get there fast enough and he's not long enough to affect any passing lanes or vision um and he's not quick enough to get back to his guy so I think the rest of the game, he pretty much stayed with Danny Green and once again did it for the rest of the game, did a really good job on him. Just really moved his feet well. Can you think of another time when they were like hunting JJ and, and he was exploited? It's, I want to like, I want someone to do a breakdown of how good JJ's been on defense lately because it's, it's really impressive and it's carrying the Sixers right now, or at least allowing for them to have so much, so many fewer liability moments. Um, whereas last year the, it seemed like it was nonstop liabilities. And uh, I, I continue to be proud of JJ on both ends. I
0: think the Raptors
1: are not as good as everybody thinks they are. It, it, after game one, it, I felt right after game one. I felt right to be scared of them. And then last game I was like, eh, they kind of just locked them down a little bit, and they should have won by a lot more. And then this game, like, oh, my God. I,
0: I just, I, I don't think, I'll, I'll say this. I There is no, I don't think, there's no way the Raptors win this series. Wow. And like, people can talk about jinxes, whatever. If you think, if you fucking think, these, the Kawhi Leonard is gone. Marcus does not want to be there. Like Marcus is a grumpy son of a bitch anyway, who is on the last few years of his career. He got traded there two months ago. If you think he gives a shit about, Kawhi Leonard and and Kyle Lowry and Pascal Siakam you're crazy there's no way there's just no way this team is is going back into the locker room regrouping they wouldn't even have a team meeting like like there's no way they're regrouping looking in each other's eyes and saying like let's go get this I just don't believe it I I do not believe it and I I don't think I'm not scared of jinxes. We're, at, we're supposed to predict shit anyway. There's no way the Raptors win this series. They might win another game, but they're not winning this series. There's just no way. In, um, in the... The, Six, the Sixers look like they're playing for their lives out there,
1: and the Raptors look uh, like disconnected. And having really a lot of fun, experience. by the way, in that fourth quarter. Yeah. I've never seen Embiid have more fun on the court. It And yeah. he used to... in his In his rookie year, he was always doing that stuff. He's sort of calmed down and been more professional this year, aside from a couple moments, but... He was the I mean the windmill dunk. The, oh my <laughs> god! Just, he barely got that over, but what an exclamation point! Just a fuck you, really nicely. And I loved uh, you. Can you should watch the reaction he had to. Siakam afterwards of just kind of being like, I'm not saying anything. I know what I just did. Everybody can be pissed off I'm not pissed off. I feel great. He tripped me a little bit. I fall down all the time. This is great I'm having a fucking blast Uh, It's
0: just that's just one of ten for me buddy Uh, And the what the other thing I like is he would
1: hit the three-pointer and keep his
0: arm up right in Gasol's Gasol's face. Yeah, (laughs) Gasol shoved him
1: one time. I I thought I was gonna start something (laughs) Uh, Mike Scott quote on on, uh, the one dribble windmill dunk That's tough. That's tough for a man that size. So when he did it, I was like, oh shit, hell yeah, like, yo man, that was dope. I cannot disagree (laughs) with a single word of that quote for Mike Scott. Mike Scott, by the way, just suddenly a folk hero. Just absolutely been here half a season and has become an absolute uh, I think, who's Rich Hoffman said Matt Stairs-esque. I think absolutely right. Matt Stairs like folk hero. He hit that big three against Brooklyn. He said, uh, we ain't no bitches. Uh, he's got the headband. Then the dude got the tattoo. The tattoo on his rib cage. I mean, and then he missed. Two, he misses two or three, two or three games, and then immediately gets like a standing ovation when he comes back. And the fucking seventh guy off the bench. Ah, huh, what a town!
0: Can we talk about the tattoo for a second? Go for it. Just a just for a moment. So, Matt Del Rio, who writes for Liberty Ballers, and has written. Um, Two of the uh the best things and I, I think uh Adam who works at Liberty ballers there's I think Liberty Ballers is a nice little place now after uh maybe losing their way for a few years Matt <laughs> nice has little written, place now and I think so I think so I think like you know if it wasn't for that website, this podcast wouldn't exist yeah. you know i uh, we would have never met uh, unless you know we were at a, a Syracuse reunion one sure. day and me and Andy staring at each other angrily across the road right. Um, so Matt wrote like a couple of the things mm-hmm. on Liberty bars that I liked the most, especially his what if Brian Colangelo was still the general manager. I read that, um, by the if way. You have, a
1: couple weeks later, it, I read it and I enjoyed it. It is
0: wonderful, wonderfully done. So Matt tweets out about a month ago or a month and a half ago, he had like 500 followers or something. If I get to a thousand, I will get a Mike Scott tonight. I'll get a Mike Scott tattoo on my neck. And I tweeted at him like, don't dare me on this. And he said, I dare you. And I'm like, I, I think I even DM'd him. And I was like, just so you know, I'm gonna do this. And he was like, go for it. So he gets a thousand promises he's gonna get a Mike Scott tattoo on his neck. Asked me at one point if it's okay. And we actually talked about doing it at a lottery party, but the Xfinity Live said no, which I understand. Um, and he asked me, he was like, do you think it's okay if I get it on my ribs and not my neck? And I, that was when I really realized that this was really going to happen. <laughs> And he got Mike Scott Hive tattooed on his ribcage. Um, Mike Scott saw the tweet. Well, the headband, called,
1: the headband over the over the O in yes. Scott, which is really so nicely yep. placed. The headband looks great. Yes. It's it is very pleasing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Mike Scott called the tattoo both cold and hot several times in the same tweet, which I thought <laughs> was good. Got Matt <laughs> tickets for s- Sunday. I saw. Uh, as I was going to my seats, I saw Chris Heck, the president of the Sixers. In the thirty seconds I saw him, he goes, "Spike, nice work on that tattoo." We were all talking about it today. <laughs> Mike Scott, who's been here for six fucking weeks, <laughs> um, and I thought about like the the like the the reverb, uh, reverb, reverberating. Yeah, I don't that's think it. That's a word. Yeah, reverberating effects of like all of this, like the the pod and the community and the process and all this because Matt has always listened to the podcast and somehow all of this caused like one of the things, the ripple effects of this is this fucking guy getting a Mike Scott tattoo on his ribcage really and feeling really fine about
1: it, yeah, like really, really happy about Honestly, it. Honestly, that's it why it. they didn't get Pep Beverly, so we can get that tattoo and that trade. It's uh, totally worth it. Yeah, totally worth it. Uh,
0: he had a couple of big shots tonight too. Uh, Mike Scott did. He
1: did. He was really solid. Yeah. One, one little like floater. It's again just that, that, just that three c- continuing to come out and prove that he's not Mike Muscala. That's all I need. Just come out, do something, move your feet on defense, talk some shit, be be our third Morris twin. Like absolutely, get me in there. Um, one uh, just we talked about how bad the Raptors have been without Kawhi. To me, it's their defense that is even even, even worse. But t- aesthetically because it just it feels so freeing when uh, when he's out there. But the st- stats wise, Kawhi on the court uh, net rating uh, nine point four positive. Kawhi off the court net rating minus fifty three. The offensive rating when Kawhi's off the court is fifty six point seven. And that's after wow. the like garbage time tonight. That probably like made it go up. He's he's sat for 27 minutes in this series, and uh, they've just been horrible without him. Just absolutely horrible offensively. Uh, not as not quite as bad defensively. I think those numbers are a little fake because of the the last five minutes of this game. But um, yeah, they just you just got to attack him and you got to like make him do shit. And, and whatever you can do to get Kauai in foul trouble, anything. I mean. It, Get him off the court make give him a sleeping pill. I don't know. I don't care uh, He's really good, and they are really bad when he's not out there um,
0: Can we talk about the? We, we had discussed who the the Sixers human victory cigar was mm-hmm. and we had settled on Furkan I really think it's John Simmons,
1: and I really think I need it to be Jonathan Simmons. you got it baby. Um, I mean Corkman's played in the first quarter of game one I was I was I was watching yeah. a slight delay Game one. Um, I caught up at halftime, but uh, I was watching a slight delay, and Alyssa was in Vegas, and she texted me. She's watching the game at like a sports book or something. Um, and she texted me. Why is Korkmaz in? And that that was like, I was like three minutes behind. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, what's going on? And I'm so very glad that Korkmaz is no longer playing in the series. I hope you continue to look very nice in a suit. I would not mind if Zaire would dress in one of these games. So hopefully we get some garbage times Zaire minutes or not garbage times Zaire minutes. Maybe some offense defense with JJ. I'm happy about it, but uh, I forget what I was saying. But there we go. That Greg Munro missed. no oh, it. baby. It well, because earlier in the game, he stole the ball from Kawhi. Uh, he picked his pocket. Like, it, was, it wasn't like he, like, stepped in front of a pass. Like, he took Kawhi's lunch for just a second there, and that was beautiful to watch. And then he went, and uh, a little bit later, just missed a wide-open dunk. And by the way, didn't come close. Like it wasn't even, Not even in close. the ballpark. He was. It was like he was trying to get a wedgie. It was really, really uh, a beautiful sight, and very glad that that happened when they were already up eighteen.
0: Like somehow he almost got the ball stuck between the rim and the backboard on a layup. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, how does that even 6'10". happen? Uh, yeah. What a guy. Yeah. Six or and he's And he's. He's never been heavier. I mean, that guy. I mean, he's, he's always been kind of slow. Well, I, you look around this team sometimes, <laughs> I mean, and you're like, who the fuck are any of these guys? Like, when did you get here? Um, you know, they're just Greg Munro is passing to Mike Scott who passes to Tobias Harris. I'm like, what? who? When did this even happen? Um, I love it. Anybody else? Well, I thought Johnson, I thought Monroe did move cigar. his feet pretty
1: well defensively, as, as, as like for Greg Monroe on the yeah. Greg Monroe scale, I thought he did, and I thought he I thought he passed the ball well. Um, he's he's good out of that little short roll, like he's fine. I'm fi- I, I wish that Tobias would find him a little bit more. Um, Tobias oh, Tobias and Jimmy are both sometimes a little slow to to pass out of that pick and roll um, when there's a guy rolling and there's somebody in the corner, but. Um, yeah, I think I think he's helpful in this team. I don't think Boban is playable in the series. I don't feel like Monroe has been so bad defensively that you need to, like, roll the dice on Jonah Bolden. I'm happy with this eight-man rotation, absolutely. Speaking of our eight-man rotation, James Ennis, the third. Yeah.
0: Um, always seems to come up with an offensive rebound he shouldn't come up yep. with. Um Always seems to hit a three he shouldn't and then take one so wild that you can't imagine what he was thinking. Yep. Uh, but certainly is worthy of uh, 12 to 16 minutes of a postseason game um, and I think fills the role nicely. How how much did he play tonight? Um,
1: checking. I think he came in a little bit at the end in garbage time. Okay. Um, but yeah. So he had 24 minutes. Um, okay. So I think that would have been closer to like 20 if it was a close game, but um, yeah, I'm happy with it. Uh, he got Kawhi to bite like two or three times on a pump fake, which is shocking. Uh, for somehow Ka- Kawhi can't figure out the James Ennis pump fake, um, and he stepped in one time and hit a and hit like a, a little 16 footer off the dribble. He just always seems to be in the right place around the rim. And, uh, and you can't say that for many guys, whether that's attacking the offensive glass or just cutting at the right moment and being a safety valve. He's just very fine. And, I, and there's times when he does something crazy and it's a carnival show and there's a reason why Houston gave him away. But uh, he's absolutely helpful on this team and as just a guy that can step in here and there and, and fill a role. Absolutely huge. Huge contributions.
0: And that, by the way, the the right just to go back to the um, what's it called the uh, luxury tax for a moment. Like, if if I remember correctly, the reason that Houston got rid of him was to save tax money yeah. this year. Um, so just remember that that is a a team who is going for it in in every respect right with now with a new owner and with a new owner and they went to save some luxury tax money. Um, with a team that I don't know if James Ennis is going to play much for the Rockets during the playoffs, but um, he certainly would have played. And uh, I just just remember that moving forward, that those things happen and do not
1: allow them to yeah. happen here. I want to I want James That's Ennis it. to get a quiet tournament tattoo on his ribcage. <laughs> the jigsaw, Brett Brown's jigsaw, his playoff. Jigsaw. Yeah, which who's going to win the quiet tournament? Handily, James yeah. Ennis. Jonathan Simmons is a victory yeah. cigar and Furcon Korkmaz is in a nice suit. And James Ennis is our our sixth best our, our fifth best player. Um, well, high smith. So yeah. Oh yeah. Boy, I forgot about him. Um can I say can I say one thing about the refs yeah. really quickly? Just one thing about the fucking refs. Yeah, this is this is your man, I love all your new corners. Hey, they're like come the fuck on. That 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 technical foul on, on Ben Simmons, did you see it where you're in your seat at that point? Technical.
0: F- oh, uh, the, like the one right at the beginning of the fourth yeah. or the beginning of the yeah. third or whatever. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. He. Oh, it was on the Siakam shot. Yeah, on the Siakam when after he, the he buzzer, not, like well after. It's the buzzer. so
0: strange. Don't players do that? Like literally, like every end of
1: a quarter. They do it all the time. I, they so thought. Strange, I guess he yeah. thought that the block was too much of a block and throw. But uh, it's still ridiculous. He's standing right next to Simmons. He's standing right next to him, and. He could have said, while he's standing there, like literally standing there waiting for something to happen, he could have said, hey, don't block it. I'm going to tee you up. Or like, hey, don't do it. Come on, man, don't do this. Just Or block it, don't throw it at him. Like anything. But to stand literally right next to him, this is Scott Foster, and and call a technical foul on him in, in the fucking fourth quarter of game three of the fucking second round of the playoffs. What the fuck are you doing? Who is this for? Just a total fucking idiot. Uh, some really terrible foul calls. Really, really terrible foul calls. They just call fouls on on every time Siakam drives. That's fine. Uh, Lowry bumped into James Ennis on purpose. And they didn't call that. Um, they just
0: the, the, the hip check right for sure. The, um, yeah,
1: yeah. They there were times when uh, Gasol tried Embiid had Embiid went straight up with Simmons and Gasol tried to like fight through him and they they kept their hands up and they called a foul there. Um, there was one more. Oh. Ennis, Ennis was moving his feet really nicely. I think it was on Kawhi, and they just called a foul. It's just like they're just calling fouls. It's like they're just doing it. They're calling fouls whenever they fucking want. And I, it's very frustrating. I don't. I don't think they called it bad against the Raptors. Yes, I don't think that the Sixers like there were a ton of plays where the Sixers should have gotten a foul call that that wasn't. I just there were a bunch of plays on the Sixers defensively that were just like horse shit calls. Where it's like, come on, man. It's the playoffs. There's gonna be physicality. Like, give me a break. Um, so so the kyle lowry ben simmons uh nut punch um
0: okay so i didn't even see what happened live i only saw kyle lowry acting like he was the nut elbow and then yeah and then i but then i watched the replay and like again no context guy just watching it on the phone the phone i was like oh shit, he's gonna get suspended
1: you think he's gonna get suspended I don't know. I I couldn't figure out like Lowry is like sit, he, leaning back on him, sitting on his head, and he's just like getting some space. And did he raise a high elbow? Sure. But the guy's nuts are in his face, and he's just trying to get him off him. I don't. know. A suspension, know. I, just, I think, it, would be uh, absolutely crazy. I think it'd be if you want to okay. if you want to assess like a flagrant foul point to him. Sure, whatever. But like, come on, That suspension from from like for what?
0: I'm I'm just I'm I'm asking. There's I no reason I'm why like there should be a,
1: if you suspend Ben Simmons for that, which is ridiculous, then you'd have to suspend Siakam for a much more dangerous yeah. play. I I agree. So I agree. so don't I'm suspend just, any of them. Playoff I'm spike. I'm just
0: I'm just asking questions.
1: I'm just And I'm answering questions. them okay. threateningly. All right. Do not threaten me. Um okay. Well,
0: our next game is on Sunday and um I think the Sixers are going to win that game. That'd be nice. So, I've, I've, I think I think at the very
1: most this goes six games. Wow, That's I've, I've thought about yeah. what it would look like if the Sixers took care of business in games three and four at home, and it looked in my dreams a lot like this. And if they win another game by forty, then I you got to feel really good about this team. There, you just got to feel really good about this. The the ceiling on this team was absolutely raised tonight, um, to absorb to absorb three like <laughs> Hall of Fame performances from Kawhi Leonard, and be up two one in the series, going into a game four at home with a crowd that is fucking fired up. Um, you just got to feel really really good about where this team can go. Certainly
0: feel good about this series. I'll tell you that. I'm I'm anxious to. There wasn't another game tonight, right? We were the only yeah. game. Uh I'm I'm anxious to see Game Three of Milwaukee Boston. Um, I think that's going to be a an interesting series. Who do, who do you think like wins that series? <sighs> Man, that's tough. Um, I've gone back and forth. If you made me, hmm. I think Milwaukee is probably going to win the series, but I legitimately have it at like 51, fifty-one forty-nine. Um, I would not be surprised at all if Boston wins the series at at all. Um, but I don't know. I like I, I'm still waiting for Boston to just like mentally sort of um, give in to uh, to the the shit that was you know haunting them all year. So yeah. well, if and, if and who do if, you think? I have no idea.
1: I'm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who I, who I even want if, if we even move on.
0: Well, I want Boston. You do? Yeah. Okay. I mean, we, we got to go through Boston. Okay. Like, like I just,
1: I want Boston. Okay. Uh, you were right about, you know, if, if they show up, if Toronto shows up game four and, and lays an egg, uh, you'd definitely be right about this team's broken spirit. I still think they're a better team than they showed tonight. I think they can hit some more shots and, and be in it. But the, the fact that Kawhi's played this many good games in a row and they're, you know, they just got fucking mopped up. I, I don't know. They could, they, it could be a, it could be a total like, ah, uh, winds are better.
0: <laughs> wins are better. Um, all right. Well, we will, we'll talk on Saturday. Yeah. Um, Let's do it after another win. The podcasts after wins are better than the ones after wins. Saturday, Sunday? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Ah, I don't know. Whenever the games are, I'll be there. I'm just going to go back to the Wells Fargo Center and wait around. It's going to be a fucking traffic disaster on Sunday. Uh, Broad street run, 2 o'clock Phillies game, 3 o'clock Sixers game. So prepare for a traffic disaster out there. Um, All right. We will talk to you on Sunday. Sixers win. Sixers win.
1: Craig Munro. Are you down with TT? Yeah, you know, face. Like
0: we are the murderous pair. That with the jail and we murdered the murderers there. Then with the hell and discovered the devil, delivered some hurt and despair. Used to have power to push, now I smoke powder to push. Holy I'm burning the bush. Now I give a fuck about none of this shit. Two runner over and out of this bitch. Woo.
1: Woo. Step into the spotlight. Woo.
0: Of uppers and downers get done. I'm in a rush to be numb. Dropping a thousand ain't much. Come the clouds on the mistletoe. So